Good evening and welcome to the Pompey Politics Podcast. I'm Ian Tiny Morris. And I'm Simon Sandsbury. Good evening and welcome to our Baffin's Hustings. Yes, good evening everybody. Oh, what a birthday party we're having today. So uh, thank you everybody for joining us. Today is our fourth birthday. Um, episode 152 and still going strong and... As you might imagine, with every party that, that there comes with strife as well. So we have been bedeviled by technical issues this evening, which um, Simon has masterfully dragged us through as always. And thank you to all of our guests for their patience. So we are down in Baffins and uh, we have marvellously three guests joining us tonight simon do you want to make the introductions um indeed so this evening we are joined um by um joe uh standen from the conservatives and uh by paul oakley from the uh, portsmouth independence party um and i just noticed i've got their icons in the wrong place so my apologies i'm just going to fix that um and later the last minute we were joined uh by mark farwell from the labor party so thank you mark uh, for for joining us, um, I am just going to sort out where everybody is on the screen so that their um, so that their actual names work match up. Um, oh, worry. So whilst you resume whilst shortly. you're doing that, Simon, I will um, I will give you the overview of Baffins. So uh, Baffins, right in the heart of Portsmouth, um, sits kind of on the north south divide. It is the the wharf that is is in technically in the north but i always think of it as the south those of you that know baffins an awful lot of 1930s built houses um very strong community feel in baffins range of independent shops um on that tangiers road and um also has a sort of a, a, a sanctuary for migrating geese within its hearts just next to uh just next to baffins pond so politically, historically, it has been one of the stronger wards in the city for the Lib Dems. And Councillor Lynn Stagg, who has served the uh, the city well, is stepping down this year. Um, back in 2019, when Lynn won the, the seat, had nearly half of the the vote. But uh, last year, the, the, the whole demographics of the, uh, the seat kind of blew wide open. So the Lib Dems still won it, but with a ma reduced majority. We saw the Portsmouth Independents field their first candidate and actually um, take second place very narrowly from the Conservatives. And the Labour Party obviously riding very high in the national polls at the moment. So Baffins, as always, is a fascinating ward. Um, you know, it looks like one where, where truly, if, if anyone can get some momentum, it's up for grabs. So we are delighted that we're joined by kind of three of the four main candidates and we i believe we also have um an opening and closing statement that's been sent in by the lib dem who wasn't able to join us tonight um that's correct uh we do indeed um ian so um yes yeah, so we've got so any guests that um that any candidate that we reach out to and responds to us but isn't able to make um the date that we um that we settle with um we do actually give them the offer um, of being able to provide either a pre-recorded or a pre-written statement for the opening and closing statements and we'll either play that or we'll read that out for them so we have indeed got that for Leone. And is that recorded or written Simon? That is a written statement. Well in which case then I will we will we will because we are ultimately flexible this, this evening we'll rather than yourself leading in as you have to do the reading um, then we did our usual very scientific flipping of a coin before the uh show started and uh the gentlemen here selected their running order um which means that it was down to leone from the lib dems to go first so uh abandoning your position of complete neutrality simon um would you like to start by reading the statement out for the lib dem candidate please yeah sure um okay so um just give me a second and i shall um i shall set that up Okay, so um, uh, apologies there for um, just some slight delay um, from a technical issue my end. Um, so right, so I'm just going to obviously read this, uh, read the statement um, from uh, from Leone. So 
um, I shall start the timer. I'm trying to do three things at once. Um, and um, that's obviously not working. So um, bear with me a second. Just go for your life. We'll keep you the time, Simon. Okay. So, um, oh, sorry. Hang on a second. So just while Simon is playing with that and bringing that up, we will uh, we will okay. also remind everybody that uh, tomorrow is the last day to register for a postal vote. If you can't get there in person or you don't have photo ID, we will keep hammering the photo sorry, ID Ian, because there is. Sorry, Ian. It's uh, tomorrow at five. Uh, sorry, tomorrow at twenty three fifty nine is the last date to register to vote in this election. Yes, the oh, last date to We've register got another for week po for postal votes. No, uh, the day after is 5 p.m. on the 18th, so well, Tuesday. So you'll need photo ID to vote in person in this election. Um, so um, if you're not registered to vote in this election, go to the Electoral Commission's website, um, or if you can scan our QR code, there's links on our website, which will uh, take you to uh, to their website to enable you to be able to, uh, to, be able to uh, see... Uh, what you need to do but you can also check on that site if you're not already if you're to make sure whether you are registered because if you are registered you should already have received uh, your polling card uh, but uh, but 23.59 tomorrow evening is the deadline for you to register to be able to vote in this election 5 p.m um, on the seven on the sorry on the 18th on Tuesday is the deadline to register for a postal ballot postal ballots you won't need photo ID for um, and if you don't have any form of photo ID, again, go and have, have a look at the, um, the Electoral Commission's website to make sure um, that you've got um, some form of the required ID. But you can apply for free photo ID um, uh, up until the 20, up until 5 p.m. on the 25th of April. So do uh, do bear that in mind. So um, apologies, I've now caught up with myself. Um, and um, I'm just going to read um, Leonie's um, speech and I'll restart the, the timer. So apologies. Thanks for him. Wrong. Okay, so um, I'm sorry to not be with you, uh, but this time of the evening is my daughter's bath and bedtime. I live in Baffins Road with my soon-to-be uh, petty officer fiancé, uh, Kieran, and daughter Olivia. Baffins is a great area, not just because of the green space like the pond or common, but its sense of community. You see it in the things like the fun day, the picnic on the green, or Jubilee street parties. That's the sort of area I want to raise my family in. I'm standing for the Lib Dems because they have an unrivaled record of delivery in our area. This year alone, I persuaded councillors to fund more CCTV to tackle the fly tipping we all see. This is due to be coming into place in a few weeks. Lynn saved the Lifeline 13 and 14 buses from the axe and got traffic calming for roads like Langston Road. Kadir got the police uh, to join a public meeting on antisocial behaviour last January and has been running lunches to help old and vulnerable community members. Darren opposed plans for homes at uh, St James's, a stance the Conservatives did not support, and he and I have opposed HMOs in St Piran's Avenue and Milton Road. No other candidate in this election spoke against them at the planning committee. We all secured the equivalent of 15 new dentists for our city, including one on Copner Road. And finally, food waste recycling for every house. But there is much, much more to do. I want more things for our young people, like a BMX track, pool, and finally, the, the Moneyfields Hub. More community events, like the old Christmas market. Local police tackling things we want, like illegal e-scooters, something the Conservatives downplayed at January's public meeting. Cutting speeding, working on the Idsworth Neville Tanger Junction as is finally about to start, and we've secured money for 20 mile per hour signs on um, hailing and speed cushions in Tangier. If I'm elected next month, I will work on those issues from day one. Thank you. Thank you, Simon, on behalf of Leone and Mark, number two for the Labour Party, please. Mark, the floor is yours. Two, two minutes and go. Uh, my name is Mark Farwell. Um, uh, live in Portsmouth. Lived in Portsmouth most of my life, other than maybe a couple of um, you know sessions working abroad. I lived in California for a while, teaching at a university in San Diego, and um, I also continued to work in Germany, mostly in the uh, first semester. Um, I'm a criminologist um, by uh, you know in my in my academic life, and I'm also a a trade unionist and a, a pretty seasoned <laughs> political activist. I've stood for parliament a couple of uh, times in the last, well, two of the last three elections, and uh, I've stood in local 
um, uh, elections. Imports have yet to be successful, by the way, but I don't get the best wards because I think I'm a relative newcomer. So in terms of the issues that I think um, are facing the Baffins uh, ward and things that I would like to see, I think what's going on um, in Baffins is no different what's going on elsewhere in the um, city. You know, that there is kind of a, a few particular problems, I think, which are very um, uh, evident in uh, the Baffins ward. I know that uh, our project development that we've got going at the moment, which is John Jenkins Stadium, because I'm the secretary of the Ports and Supporters um, Trust, you know, the former owner of Ports and Football Club, uh, the trust invested 250,000 into the John Jenkins development. And I know our, our CEO of Pompey in the community, she was speaking to Michael Gove, I think it was last Friday, and uh, he was commenting on about, um, you know, <laughs> cutting crime. Well, that's the thing for me, isn't it? Bringing down crime. But um, in parts of um, uh, the Baffins Ward, there is considerable antisocial uh, behaviour, particularly around the Baffins Pond area and elsewhere. So the problems that I see is associated with and it's a citywide thing, of course, and most of these, these things are citywide, by the way, other than the John Jenkins Stadium development. Um, more GPs or not enough GP, uh, GPs or dentists. Um, traffic and particular. I know that we come in for some criticism last year because of the increased traffic flow going up to John Jenkins, but that's virtually complete now. Um, I agree with Leone's uh, opposition, by the way, to... Um, uh, uh, the, the proliferation of HMOs, by the way, in the um, uh, ward included, but citywide, and other things like tackling the cost of living crisis, fighting. If you could join, sorry, Mark, you've 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 run over. Yeah, you just so I, to I, I would say very similar yeah, to the Liberal Democrat candidate. It's about we have a campaign for living streets, and um, this is about improving association and community life in. Baffins, and if I was elected, that would be my priority. Thank okay, you, thank you. And now we're back on track. And Paul, thank you for your patience. You are definitely third. Can I and go now, now the then? Floor is yes, yours. thank you. Uh, good evening. I'm yes, Paul Oakley Cleef, a uh, candidate for Portsmouth Independent Party. I'm a Baffins resident and have lived um, in central Baffins for 15 years, prior to which I lived in the grounds of St Mary's House for about eight years so i'm i quite know about the community i'm a person that's very much into community development and work with the community um, the party is non-political so we're open just to community development and talking a number of issues that i see in baffins like leona and mark is antisocial behavior not just in around the baffins pond area but around other parks in the vicinity. You're talking about Great Sultans, um, etc. Also, Tangiers Road shops, which is a subject we talk about shortly. GPs is a major problem within Baffins. I personally have a close relationship with Kirkland's Doctor Surgery in Copner Road, where I'm a part of the um, patients' participation group. So I had to take an active role on what's going on within surgeries. If successful as a candidate and be elected, I will wish to work with other doctor surgeries within the community. Kirklands have just increased their doctor's fold, so they have more powers. But the increase, because of other surgeries closing down within the city, this puts a lot of pressure on the surgeries. We, like Leona, were quite successful with dental surgeries, and between Paul's Grove and Copner, um, 100,000 places were allocated for patients, which is relief. As I say, antisocial behaviour, parking and recycling is a major issue and community development. Thank you for your time this evening. Speak to you shortly. Thank you, Paul. No, really appreciate you being concise there. And so last and by no means least joe the floor is yours good evening guys and hello to everyone that's watching uh first of all let me say simon and ian congratulations happy birthday happy fourth birthday well done 
Um, so, first of all, my name's Joe Standen. I am the Conservative candidate for Baffins this year. Um, I have lived in Portsmouth my entire life, uh, grew up around the area, and um, the only time I've really spent any time away from Portsmouth was my time that I spent representing our great city as a member of Her Majesty's Royal Marines, or as it was Her Majesty's Royal Marines, His Majesty's Royal Marines now, uh, conducted two tours of operational duty, one in Afghanistan in 2008 and one in Iraq in 2005. Uh, unfortunately, I was medically discharged from the service in early 2012 and uh, have run my own business and done other bits and bobs ever since. Um, I'm a founder member of the cricket club at uh, Great Sultan's Playing Fields. So I have a active, uh, quite a large active role in the community in running that. Uh, I'm currently uh, the groundsman up there with my dad as well. Uh, we sort of sort out the pitch up there and do everything like that. Uh, last year, we put on a big veterans uh, cricket festival uh, that raised over a £1,000 for Forgotten Veterans UK. Uh, and yeah, uh, a lot of the stuff that's going on in the area, a lot of the, the things I'm hearing from local residents with issues so far. Uh, again, a running theme here is antisocial behaviour. Uh, it is starting to become a much bigger problem in the area. Uh, we're actually starting to see people being attacked in shops. Uh, this is something that I have had a big role in trying to sort out in recent weeks. Uh, we're getting Donna Jones, Hampshire Police and Crime Commissioner, down to actually speak to shop owners and see what we can do with local residents. Uh, I've also introduced a speed calming sign as you come over Cotner Bridge on the corner of Dover Road and Tangier Road, uh, which also hopefully will get a few people to shop locally as well. It's got a bit of advertisement for businesses on there, which again, I know we will cover again later. Um, so I don't want to go on for too long. I know I've reached the end of my time introducing myself. So yeah, uh, thanks for holding the hustings tonight, guys. And I look forward to answering your questions. Thank you, Joe. Okay, so um, on to our first question. Ian? So in terms of the, the, the question, and you've touched on it, and so I'd ask you just to keep your focus in. Remember, it's one minute for each of these questions, and then at the end, uh, we'll invite you, if you want to chip in and come back on something that one of the other candidates has said, um, you can have uh, 30 seconds to do that so if we can keep it brief now you've obviously you've touched on a number of areas so question one is really to focus in on what are the key issues that are facing this ward so what are the really important things that you're hearing on the doorstep and can I ask that first to Paul thank you very much the key issues I'm hearing on the door from residents again is community lack of community in Baffins, lack of trust and the need for change. The residents of Portsmouth are so proud to be a part of Baffins that they want to be prouder and look forward to myself being a part of that community as councillor for this ward. Marvellous. Thank you, Paul. And so can I ask the same question, please, to Mark? What are the key issues you're hearing, Mark? So... I haven't done too much campaigning or door knocking to date, but I was supporting Jason Christopher last year. So I heard a lot. So very similar to Paul's point is that I think there is, I think Baffin's not unlike other wards, of course, is feeling the cost of living pinch at the moment. And also that there is uh, concerns raised on the, uh, doorstep and obviously being a criminologist this is something I would be really interested in anyway is that the antisocial behavior um I didn't know it was to the extent of the way it was described by Joe by the way but I mean in in the main antisocial behavior was sometimes a nuisance and sometimes it's criminal um it's always criminal if if you uh, receive an order of course but nevertheless I think community solidarity in in Baffins this is a post-COVID thing I think um, is a little bit negative, and I think associational life needs to be improved. Thank you, Mark. And finally, Joe, what is it that you're hearing on the doorstep? 
Hey, um, I would just like to say, I actually think we have a fantastic community spirit in Baffins. Um, I think we're almost like a little village stuck onto the side of Portsmouth. Um, and the people around the area are really close. We've got some fantastic uh, things on social media, like the Baffins Neighbourhood Group, that are always alerting people to things. Now, a big thing, again, is antisocial behaviour. It's become more rife in the last sort of uh, year, 18 months since COVID. Uh, I think there's a lot of stuff we can do about this with educating young people uh, into not doing this. Also, um, like I said, I have managed to get Donna Jones, the Police and Crime Commissioner for Hampshire, down to the area. Uh, we had a meet and greet with some of the members of the public in the coffee shop down there. We also went to all the shops along the parade and discussed antisocial behaviour and what's been going on. Now, Donna has assured me that we will have a police officer uh, that will continuously uh, do patrols around the area. This has already been picked up on by the locals. Um, I know I'm running short of time, so I will finish up quick, uh, but we will have a police officer with a name, a contact number and an email address that people can contact. So it'll almost be like having your local Bobby back on the street again. Thank you, Joe. So, gentlemen, would any of you like to use your 30 seconds to come back on anything the other candidates have said? Yes, I would. Thank In you. In which case... Oh. Yeah, Joe, what I'd like Away to sort of pick up on is this you saying that there's going to be a dedicated police officer for Baffins. When's that likely to commence? Because this is the first time I've heard of it. Um, so Donna did say the day that she came down um, when we invited everybody down to Beanie's Coffee Shop. Uh, and she did say that she would ensure that there was one uh, brought in very soon. I didn't I don't actually have an exact date for you of when that's going to be, but it has been seen by local residents that there are more patrols by foot, bike and car in the area within recent weeks. Thank you, Thank you gentlemen. And um, Mark, I think also, um, did you? Yeah, so I just lower the hand. Yes, um, I, I just wanted, again, it was to pick up on something that uh, Joe had said about um, his communications or conversations with Donna Jones. So I, I mentioned in the introduction, uh, it, in that conversation with Michael Gove, um, last Friday, uh, sorry, the Friday before last, not the Friday just gone, the Friday before, is that um, one of the key objectives of the John Jenkins Stadium development, of course, in Baffins, is actually to deal with aspects of anti-social behaviour because that is a community facility. So obviously, I can't lay claim to it all, but I mean, but I think we are doing something very positive in uh, Baffins, and in conjunction with Donna Jones, I think we're probably doing something which is very worthwhile. Thank you, guys. Appreciate all your input on that question. And in the interest of time, I'm going to pass you on to Simon for question two. Lovely. Thank you very much, Ian. Okay, so um, so our next question, and uh, I think a couple of you have already. Um, I've already mentioned it, so it won't be any surprise. Um, so Baffin has a, Baffins has a range of independent shops. What needs to be done um, to uh, to protect these? And sorry, Ian, I've lost track of who that's um, who that's meant to be going to. Sorry. So that one needs to go first to Joe, then Paul, then Mark. So Joe first. Okay. Um, so yeah, as I said, we almost have a bit of a village feel to Baffins. I think. Um, the shops along there are fantastic. Now, unfortunately, buying and spending habits have changed post-pandemic. Uh, we all know that people are buying a lot more things online and it is affecting local shops and local businesses. However, what we do have along the uh, parade along Tanger Road and around the other areas of Baffins are a lot of quite niche shops, things that sell specialist stuff, especially like the butchers along uh, the parade and things like that. You won't get the quality of meat anywhere else than you would from your local butcher. Um, so things like that will still bring people out. Now, we definitely, definitely need to look into the antiquated way that business rates are sorted out in Portsmouth. This is something that must be done. Uh, we also need something from central government to try and help businesses with their gas and electric bills as well. This is not just affecting people at home. I mean, we had the perfect example with Tangier Road Butchers. His his bill went up. I was speaking to him recently. It went up from something like £500. He, he was quoted, the most he was quoted was £7,000 a month to keep his refrigerators on. That's why he was going to close. And luckily, uh, obviously, Ant Middleton 
luckily stepped in and uh, saved the butchers from closing. Um, but yeah, I know I'm out of my time. So guys, please fire away. Okay, lovely. Thank you. Um, and um, that next to Paul, please. Is this me going back to Joe or am I answering the question myself? Uh, no, that would be you answering the question, please. Ba so Baffins has a range of independent shops. What needs to be done to protect these? Okay. Um, more CCTV within Tangiers Road, particularly around the shopping area. Um, as Joe has indicated, there will be a dedicated police officer for Baffins, which will be a bonus and a deterrent. Businesses within Tangiers Road um, need to find a way of communicating with each other and be given a direct contact number for myself. Um, so if anything is going on, then we can act on it immediately. Okay, thank you very much. Um, and then finally to Mark, please. Yeah, thank you, Simon. Um, so the Labour Party last local elections, obviously we did 2022 in Fratton, we, we ran a campaign, um, small businesses or independent businesses at the heart of our communities. Um, especially post, well, especially living with COVID. <laughs> I mean, they did such an incredible um, uh, thing during the COVID pandemic, you know, when we were in lockdown, of course. Um, so th there, was a, there was a couple of things that come out of that campaign. One was there was a proposal that independent um, smaller businesses keep 63 pence in the pound. Uh, whichever way that pans out in terms of business rates and so on, that's something for the city council to decide, I guess. But also it was about, it was two other things. One, there seems to be um, the, nobody's dealing with the negative feedback associated with empty shops. There are some, but not many. But the worst thing, or the most urgent thing, is there's a paucity of social enterprises. I mean, in others like Cosham, the social enterprises are a really big thing. We don't seem to be many of them, but I'm sure others that know more than me will tell me that's not quite correct. But anyway, that's what it seems. Okay, yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, and just to, just an aside, Mark, if there's any way you can angle your camera down a bit, we're just kind of cutting off at the top of your mouth. Um, just, oh, yeah. am I slipping yeah. down again? Hang on, let me raise the chair again. Is that uh, better? Yeah, that's better. Thank you. Don't don't move. All oh, right. I think the chair must be sliding or something. <laughs> Lovely. Thank you very much. Um, was anybody um, needing to use their 30 second rebuttal to come back at any um, in response to any of the answers given by other any of your fellow candidates? Yeah, I would quickly, actually. OK, Joe. Yeah, just just quickly on the on the. Yeah, I, I agree, Mark. There are maybe two or three empty business premises around the Baffins area. That's the whole area along Tangier Road every single shop is actually taken, which is unprecedented for any other part of the city. Now, I believe last year and the year before, Portsmouth actually won Entrepreneurial City of the Year for the whole of Great Britain. So we have a fantastic young enterprise um, community out there that are looking to start businesses all the time. What we need to do is be able to have properties around the city that these businesses can use at a cheap rate in order uh, to be able to sell their goods or or ply their trade. Uh, but I think as far as the actual shops being closed, that really isn't a problem that we have in the Baffins area. Okay, thank you. Um, Ian? Marvellous. So next question again, uh, we, we always feel good when you touch on the, the issues that we bring up in the questions in your opening remarks. Um, so one of the key questions at the moment is how can we balance the need for affordable housing against the proliferation of houses of multiple occupancy. And can I ask that first to Mark, please? Okay, uh, thank you, Ian. Um, so I, <laughs> this, is, this is not exactly a party line, but this is really my view on this, by the way. So I, I think HMOs um, is not a long-term proposition. And uh, I know in the south of the city, particularly in uh, parts of South Sea, I mean, the, the, they, they have just mushroomed, especially in the last four or five um, years. So um, I, I say that in the main, HMOs have a negative impact on communities and also uh, social solidarity. And the reason for that is because the populations are quite often transient. 
students in particular, of course, you know, they're only studying at university maybe for two or three uh, years. So I think it impacts uh, on communities generally in a negative way. So I think it's investment in affordable housing that's needed, not the proliferation of HMOs, because I think that just extends the problem. Thank you, Mark. Um, and I so did it within a minute. You did indeed. <laughs> Fantastic. And so, uh, so, so, Joe, affordable housing, HMOs. I, I think the problem here is actually far bigger than HMOs. Uh, the issue is there is just not the housing stock in place to um, house everyone that needs it. Uh, unfortunately, we live on an island. Uh, the majority of Portsmouth is on an island. However, Portsmouth City Council do own a lot of brown belt land off of the island. And also, so do a lot of other local authorities that neighbour us as well. What we must do is get out of this not in my backyard mentality and we must build on brown belt sites. We must build more affordable homes for people because otherwise HMOs are going to keep cropping up all over the place. Now, my theory on HMOs is, and please excuse the analogy as well, HMOs are a bit like a dog. There's never a bad HMO there's only a bad owner, okay? So it's the landlords that we need to sort out in this situation. Uh, they need proper vetting to make sure that they are uh, a responsible landlord and they get in the right tenants for the area. Uh, now, obviously, in an ideal world, it would be lovely not to have HMOs, but unfortunately, with the way that the world is at the moment, they are a necessity sometimes, but they're but Portsmouth City Council, I must say, have come out with new regulations on HMOs, which are very good. So it'd be great to see where that goes in the near future. Thank you, Joe. And finally, and by no means least, Paul, your position on affordable housing versus HMO. Um, HMOs for Portsmouth, particularly Bathins, is a very negative idea. Um, HMOs is a government um, idea and a policy and does not do good for the community at all. It involves the lack of amenities there's no infrastructure for that type of resident here and it causes disruption and residents do not like it. it the parking is a problem you get six people moving into an hmo potentially that's another six car parking spaces as in affordable housing we need to find the land and i agree with joe on this one let's look at brown land and and look at that area Thank you. Well, it seems uh, seems we have universal agreement there. So uh, if you guys are OK to move on and Simon. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Um, and our next question was regarding. Um, no, sorry. Um, so with the inflation um, in food, energy bills and even council tax typifying um, the, the cost of living um, struggles that many families are, have, are facing, what would you see the council do to help? Um, and um, that first to Paul, please. Unfortunately, again, the infrastructure does not allow for this. The, it is a government policy um, and government introduction that has brought this to this situation. As an independent, there's not a lot I can or we can do about this. Um, we need to focus on the vulnerable that need that help there is the hardship fund within the city council and individually we can help wherever that need is needed. Thank you very much. Um, and um, next to Joe. Okay. So it is a bit of a shame that the Lib Dem candidate is not here um, for this because I know that the Lib Dem regime that run the city council currently have received vast sums of money to help people with regards with this. Uh, so it would have been nice to have her input and see where that money's gone. Uh, however, bringing it back to specifically the Baffins area, um, our local MP, Penny Morden, uh, through the sales of her book, uh, funded the setup of the Baffins Food Pantry alongside the amazing Jeanette Smith, who has got it off the ground and got that running. Uh, Jeanette used to be a councillor in the ward. She's done a fantastic job uh, with setting everything up and she's there every single week. Now, I volunteer there as well. Uh, it's, it is good news 
we have over a hundred people that a uh, uh, hundred members that are on our books now that we help. Now that is great news, but it's also sad news as well. You know, um, it's not nice to know that there's a hundred people out there in our in our area that need the help. However, they are getting that help. Um, so yeah, uh, we 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 can only try and do our best uh, for these people and people like Jeanette Smith and other community leaders around are really digging out blind and doing a hundred percent of a great job for these people. Thank you, Joan. Uh, Mark? Yeah. Thank you, Simon. Um, I agree with two aspects of, <laughs> actually from Joe and from Paul, by the way. So by and large, the cost of living crisis, especially food inflation, is a government issue. And um, I know, <laughs> I was a Remainer, by the way, but I mean, but I could, can remember our friend, Mr. Reese Mark saying that one of the great things about leaving the European Union is that food prices <laughs> will go down. And of course, quite the opposite. Uh, and we know the reason for that. But I think the problem is, is that um, I think we're still partially seduced by the big society um, theory from the uh, coalition government. Um, it's been left by and large, I think, some of the harsher aspects of this to the third sector. So we have a Peace Centre Food Bank <coughs> in uh, Cosham. We did <coughs> high throughout the whole of COVID and that continues. <coughs> and I think the solution is, is that the revenue support grant, which doesn't really exist anymore, but that's how it used to be, it needs to be reinstated. So local authorities can actually deal with it at the local level. OK. Can I come back on something? Um, yeah. I was just going to ask for the for the, anyone who wanted a rebuttal. So, um, Paul, if you've got a rebuttal, a thirty second rebuttal on the responses there. Yeah, it's excellent news about the the pantry, and I, like many residents, were delighted when the pantry opened. I approached Jeanette and others for myself to become a volunteer. This was refused, as I was told no candidate was allowed. Interesting, Joe is a volunteer. And I was told because he's a Tory and no other candidates within the city, whether it's myself, Labour, Lib Dem, were allowed. OK, um, thank you. Uh, anyone else want to make use of their 30 second rebuttal on the responses from your um, from your fellow candidates on that question? Yeah, I would actually. <laughs> I, I, I did wonder. Yeah. I thought you might. So, <laughs> there was a hint. look, as I said, the money for this pantry was provided. Uh, the setup was by Penny Morden who is a Conservative Member of Parliament. Uh, now, the reason that I am a volunteer there is I am effectively Penny's voice for the pantry. Um, so I was asked by her to do that. Um, what Paul has been set told or what anyone else has been told, I'm not privy to. That's between whoever he spoke to. Um, so, yeah. But what I would like to say, uh, I know I'm at the end of my time, is... If anybody does need help, the pantry is there to help you. Um, now, it is open every Monday from uh, 10 a.m. till 12 noon. And it is also open every Friday from 4 p.m. till 6 p.m. at St. Cuthbert's Church. Thank you all, gentlemen. So we'll, we'll move to a less contentious topic. And it wouldn't be a Portsmouth Hustings without a question on parking. So parking is an issue in Baffins and as we move towards more need for electric vehicles and charging points how can you know how how can this challenge be met the parking and the electric charging challenge and can I ask that first please to Joe yeah of course um first of all I'll start on the electric vehicles I I think it's still too early to really be able to know exactly what's going to happen as far as uh, charging points on the side of roads and things like that. Uh, also, currently, electric vehicles are extremely expensive. Uh, it's something that I think is out of the price range of the majority of day-to-day -day working people. Um, now, we do have uh, some great uh, traffic officers on Portsmouth City Council. So I think whatever plans they come up with in the future, I would be happy to, to go with and work alongside to make that happen. Uh, as far as parking in the area goes, same as Portsmouth wide, it's a nightmare. There are too many cars for the area of space that we have. It is a fact. However, there are a lot of disused bus stops in the in the Baffins area that we could have taken away. Old bus routes that aren't used anymore. That could free up space for parking. 
we also have the issue of a lot of commercial vehicles, namely taxis parked along places like Tangier Road. This is something that I would definitely tackle if elected. Uh, I would bring in, in areas like the end of Tangier Road, I would bring in a four-hour no-return parking zone for 24 hours, Monday to Friday. This would give people like dog walkers, um, runners and stuff like that that use that area to park the time to do what they need to do. Uh, and it would also mean that if anyone that lived in the PO3 area actually needed a permit to park there, they could get one free of charge. But it would mean things like the aqua. The, there was about 30 taxis along Tanja Road the other day just parked there using that Joe, as a free car. Long over space. time. Sorry, mate. Sorry, Enjoy Simon. You. I'll wrap up. There. Yeah. Thank you, Joe. So the, the, the parking electrical charging problem, Mark, what needs to be done? I'm going to sound like a green candidate now, by the way. <laughs> I think there should be less cars and more public transport. But anyway, that's not going to happen. So my uh, view is I have a slightly more positive view about electric vehicles, I think, than Joe currently. Although I still have some concerns about carbon emissions. That's in the manufacture of electric cars. I don't know whether it does contribute in a significant way to uh, climate change or to it. Sorry in um, dealing with climate change. But so from a pragmatic point of view, I would say parking spaces, they can be suspended in designated uh, residence parking zones and also on-street parking bays. I noticed down Baffins Road the other day, I, I know it's a wide road, by the way, but you know I noticed that the, the parking bays there were quite uh, interesting. But of course, all the houses, most of the houses were built a long time before cars were in mass use. But I still stick to the final one, fewer cars. But that would be an uproar, by the way, if you ask people to give out their cars. Thank you, Mark. Anyway, thank you. So finally, Paul, the parking problem and charging of cars. Parking in Baffins is the same as across the city and much part of the country. Unfortunately, within the city, there is not a lot that can be done, virtually nothing. Um, the HMO situation certainly does not help with the parking, but we need to introduce some sort of residence parking permits um, to reduce the amount of cars that people are allowed to have um, outside. Not that anyone can park outside the properties or for one household. I agree with Joe on the bus stop scenario. Where I live within this, within Baffins, there is a bus stop and WLA lines, which is still there for the bus routes that are no longer there. The electric vehicle situation, again, there's not enough charging points within the city, but I'm not sure if we're at that stage where we need to think about that, because as has been mentioned, electric cars are so expensive and we need to be in reality, people can't afford it. Thank you, gentlemen. Anybody want to add anything? In which case, Simon. Fantastic. Okay. Lovely. So, um, talking of using more electricity, um, so with our households ever using ever more electricity, what are your thoughts about the Aquand interconnector proposals and what that would mean for the city if it does indeed go ahead? Um, and if I can ask that first to Mark, please. Obviously, the Labour Party is opposed to the Aquin, um, uh interconnector. Um, notwithstanding the environmental damage, I think, well, that's potential, of course. Um, if you if you read the Aquin literature, of course, it's quite the opposite. Um, but I would say years of destruction from anywhere from East Knee right through up to Lovedean, a destruction of habitat, I think. Um, but I think the main reason, and I think we've discovered this because of what's going on in the Ukraine at this moment in time. Uh, I'm with Penny Morden on this. It's the first time I've ever said this about Penny Morden, by the way. But her point on national security and energy security is absolutely spot on. Um, so I will be opposing this until it goes away that's if it goes away by the way thank you okay lovely thank you very much and same to paul please yeah i'm very much against the um proposal for the aquin um and would certainly vote against it environmentally i agree agree with mark it would cause a lot of damage particularly on the milton green area where it would come through and the amount of problems it would cause for the residents of Baffins down the Eastern Road it will cause traffic chaos and as we all know once the city 
causes a problem down Eastern Road, virtually the whole city shuts down and traffic can't move. Okay, and um, lastly to Joe, please. So yeah, um, the, the Aquind Insector, it, it must not happen. It's plain and simple. Mark, 100% with you. Penny is right. And, and Penny has been an avid fighter for this since, since the very beginning. Um, this cannot happen. Great Britain cannot have another country with its finger on our power switch. 100%. Like you said, again, Mark, completely agree. Ukraine has, has shown that 100%. Uh, however, it's my turn to show my green side now. <clears throat> if this happens, it will be catastrophic on our um, community wildlife and everything like that. I'm sure everybody knows that Milton Common is built on reclaimed land that is on top of an old tip. There's arsenic in the ground, there's lead in the ground, there's all sorts of dangerous stuff in the ground, asbestos, everything. If that is dug up, it will have catastrophic uh, problems for Langston Harbour, Milton Common and the whole surrounding area for years and years to come. It cannot happen. Okay, thank you, Joe. Um, does anybody need to use their 30 second rebuttal on a subject where you are all in agreement? It's a rare thing I know. Good, good to no. see universal okay. agreement. Um, so let's think about, um, you know, Baffin's Pond. It's a well-loved community space, but it's often blighted by antisocial behaviour and littering. What, what more needs to be done to protect that space, Joe? Okay, again, the antisocial behaviour, it seems to be a recurring theme, doesn't it? Um, as I said at the start, it is a big problem facing the area at the moment. Uh, as I said, we have secured in the very near future a named police officer that will be able, the residents will be able to contact. Um, the shops along Tanger Road and other businesses around the area will also have the police officer's contact details as well. Um, hopefully, they'll be made public also on things like the Baffins neighbourhood page and things like that. Uh, probably have contact details, say, in the library next to Baffins Pond so we can get it. Um, the patrols uh, by police on foot, bike and car have increased around the area, so hopefully that will be a deterrent. However, what I do think we need to do is, maybe, is educate the children that are causing this antisocial behaviour and also introduce other things like youth clubs and things like that. I remember when I was a kid, the Stacey Centre was always full of kids doing things. We had boxing club there, all sorts of stuff. I don't really hear anything of that anymore. Um, so we need to find out what these what it is these kids are, what they want. We need to go into the schools and ask them what they want to keep them occupied instead of just having them out causing a problem, littering, and just being a being a nuisance to everyone occasionally. Thank you, Joe. So, Paul, Baffin's Pond, what, what more needs to be done to protect that space? I think apart from the police officer Joe mentions, is we need community wardens um, around that area on a regular basis. We can set up a, a Baffin's Community Hub page where people, if they want to join, if they'd say for example, between six and seven, they're taking their dog for a walk and they see something unheard, somebody can be contacted immediately. We can work with Baffin's Pond Association, um, which is run by the Lib Dems mainly. They do a great job, um, but we need to control the litter issue as well. I've worked with Joe on littering in Great Sultans and Tamworth Park, and it's a great in initiative, and that I would support Joe in carrying on with. But the Baffin's Pond area, is a community area and needs to be supported overall. Thank you, Paul. And last and no means least, Mark, what more needs to be done for Baffin's Pond? Um, I, th I think I said this in the introduction, but um, and uh, not not that I want to keep praising the levelling up secretary by the well minister, sorry, but in, in that conversation that took place a couple of Fridays ago, and we were talking about Baffin's in particular, obviously because the John Jenkins Stadium is um, in the ward, um, his summary um, uh, was in relationship to ours, so I've added a bit of this. So the uh, conversation goes something like, you know, there's been a loss of, um, you, you know, uh, youth workers, uh, which has really put young people in, in a spot of where to go in the town or where to go in the ward or even, you know, broad, sort of broader in the city and so on. So 
um, the the conclusion is that the development is a really positive thing because it brings um, a new resource into a local um, uh, uh, community, which is likely to lessen some of the more antisocial behaviour that's been plaguing, well, not plaguing, it's a bit strong, but it's become very apparent in uh, Baffins. So I think that's a positive. Um, the Labour Party is not claiming it, of course, because it's nothing to do with the Labour Party. Um, but I've been involved in it as a, um, you know, as a secretary of the Trust and a candidate. Thank course. you. Anybody want to come back? Marvellous. Over to Simon. Quite a bit of agreement. Um, okay, so it can be, but it can be both surprising and unsurprising at times because they're they're all things, I guess, that are um, that not really many people are likely to be in uh, in disagreement on. Um, okay, so the most almost certain outcome of um, of this election with regards to control of the council will be for a no overall control. Um, how would you ensure in that situation that you get the best deal for Baffins and uh, for its residents? And if I can ask that first to Mark, please. So um, obviously, um, you know, it will be no overall control. Well, I'd be surprised if, it, if, if it's anything to the contrary. But anyway, I think to cut the long story short is that um, I think the Labour Party needs to ensure uh, that it maintains its third position um, on the council. Obviously, we're doing everything we can uh, to make that a reality. Um, but you have to make, you know, when there's NOC, you have to make compromises sometimes with people that perhaps you don't uh, share the same views, but pragmatism must reign supreme. And in some respects, it's, it's a good example of democracy but on the other hand it means sometimes you don't get a lot done okay so okay. we would cooperate uh, Joe? okay so i've got quite a strong stance on this i firmly believe and people may think i'm mad but with our university our culture that we have in our city um our armed forces representation that portsmouth genuinely is one of the greatest cities in the world and i would quite happily work with anybody from any party, if it meant it was something that was the best for Portsmouth. It doesn't matter what colour tie you wear, what matters is what's best for Pompey. And that's all that bothers me. Okay, short and sweet. Paul, last but not least. Um, as an independent candidate, um, I have the benefit and the luxury of being able to talk to any other party um, without fear of um, any sort of other parties getting involved. I can work with the residents and the council um, as an independent for the benefit of Baffins. Thank you very much. Does anybody need to make use of their 30-second rebuttal on that question at all? Marvellous. Thank you very much. So with, with my numbering system on my spreadsheet in ruins, I think this is the final question. Um, so, and, and I'm going to ask you all just to focus in, is that if you are successful, um, what is the one thing that you'd want to have changed or made a real difference to at the end of your term? And can I ask that first to Paul? Yes, it's not down to me. It's down to the residents and what they wish. I will work with the residents solely, listen to the residents, work for them and with them for the benefit of Baffins and act on their needs. Marvellous. Thank you, Paul. Mark. Yeah, this is a very straightforward one for me. So uh, if uh, successful, I think the biggest challenges that we have today in the city and in other cities in this country is the challenge of inequality. We need to do something about associational life. And also we need to, um, you know, at least accept that associational life is the lifeblood of any democracy and currently <laughs> the Labour Party in this city only has one councillor north of Fratton. So we need more Labour presence in the name of democracy, by the way, in the north of the city. We really do. Thank you. So I'd like to contribute to that. Thank you, Mark. And last on my no means list, Joe, what's what's your big aspiration? Okay, so kind of along the same lines as Paul, I believe 
um, a local representative, especially someone in a position of a councillor's role. Uh, what I want is secondary. Um, I am, or I hopefully I would be, the people's voice on the council. So the people of Baffins' voice on the council. So what they want is effectively what I want. However, I would like to leave a lasting impact uh, come the end of my term. Something that I would really like to look at introducing into the Baffins area is a Baffins community hub, uh, which would which would actually be, Mark, going back to what we were talking about earlier, we would put in one of the disused premises, uh, one of the disused shops. Uh, this would provide a permanent free home for the Baffins community hub, uh, sorry, the Baffins uh, community pantry, because uh, they are paying rent where they are at the moment which is a necessity, I know. However, it would provide a free home for them. And it would also be a warm, safe place that the elderly and young alike could all come, uh, have free Wi-Fi, tea, coffee, and it would just be a nice community place. We do have some great community centres around the area, but I think a nice central focal point, uh, which has been a real success in other parts of the city as well. Thank you, Joe. Anybody want to add anything? In which case that takes us on to our closing statements. And uh, so Simon, uh, over to you. And I believe you will open up first uh, by reading Leone's closing statement. No um, yes, I will. So uh, just bear with me a second, gents, while I just get all that, um, I'll get all that sorted. When it comes to each of your turns, I'll let you know when, when we're quite ready to go, um, just so that nothing, um, nothing gets missed. Um, so bear with me. Sorry, second. Simon. Simon, I know, Hello. I know, we've rattled through this pretty quick because, unlike a lot of these hustings, we've we've actually agreed on quite a lot. Is there any way? Is there anyone watching that has put any questions forward that we might be able to answer quickly, or is that out of the question? I, I think what what you're asking there of Simon, um, I know there... you posed it to Simon. Simon at the moment has got about six screens open. Um, and he's is having to juggle a number of different points. So we are uh, we are about on time in terms of where we, we have caught up a little bit because you guys have been brief, but we're 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 not massively under time. And we'd like to give you you know a, 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 the opportunity to make those closing speeches in uh, in good time. No worries at all. Fair question. Thank you. Okay, so um, so we're going to do these in the same order that we did um, with the openings uh, opening statements, uh, but the closing statements are only a minute. Um, but those will go in the order of um, Leone's um, written statement, which I will read out, uh, then Mark, then Paul, uh, then Joe. Um, so um, uh, bear with me a second. Okay, so uh, this is Leone's closing statement. I'm doing this not because I am a politician. I was not in any party a year ago. I am doing it because I want to make the place I live in even better than it already is. I want it to be safer. That's why I got my Lib Dem colleagues to fund CCTV for things like fly tipping and tackling speeding on roads like Langston, Hailing and Tangier. I want it to be somewhere our young people can thrive. That's why we got money for a BMX track and finally broke the logjam at Moneyfields. I want it to feel even more of a community through more social events and for the police to actually care about us, not their political masters. I also back the Lib Dem policy of licensing all HMOs. I know Tories say it's theirs, but they did not even attend the meeting where it was passed. My background as a social worker and NHS youth coordinator working with kids with cancer means I will be a different councillor, straight talking, always fighting for our area and caring about its people. Please elect me. Thank you. Marvellous. So, uh, Mark, when you're ready. Okay, thank you very much, Simon. Okay, so uh, in in uh, closing, I'd like to say two uh, main things, really. Um, one is, as a as a sociologist and a criminologist, I know that criminology is my main discipline these days. Um, I really do believe, um, you know, at the core in the health and well-being of all people who live and work, not just in our city, but you know, elsewhere in the country. But it's very important for our city. And that is absolutely vital um, for our communities uh, to thrive. Um, so uh, I believe that my involvement and my expertise, not just my academic and my professional ex uh, expertise, is that um, I could make, I think, an outstanding contribution to the lives of uh, people in uh, our community, especially Baffin's Board and uh, more widely in the, in the uh, city, of course. And as part of my job, you know, I, I mean, 
I work with public policy um, in areas of health and housing and social care. And I believe that this has helped me develop a real understanding of the problems and the issues that are currently facing people um, in Portsmouth and, and beyond. And even more importantly, I'm passionate about challenging uh, inequality and discrimination and injustice of all kinds and working with people in their communities to improve everyone's life. Associational life is absolutely essential. You know, there's too much exclusion and we need to be more inclusive. Vote for me and I'll do that for you. Thank you very much, uh, Mark. Um, okay, so uh, so next will be Paul. Paul, when you're ready. This is very scary because I'm basically looking at a blank screen and talking to a blank screen, but I'll move on from there. Um, my closing statement is I've mentioned throughout this evening about working with the community. I'm extremely sincere about that. Not just the young people that we've discussed, but the the feeling of working with the elderly, which Baffins has quite a high um, load of, um, and disabled people. Um, St Cuthbert's have a luncheon club that needs to be supported. City Life have an unforgettables weekly meeting for the elderly that needs to be encouraged and they will promote um, more people coming in for the community. Doctors' surgeries, as I've said before, I work very closely with and want to maintain that. The transport for this area is not very good. We need to work with um, the bus companies to see if we can extend the bus from Tangiers Road to go to Burfields and possibly Morrisons for people to use those facilities in the area. But if elected, I will certainly support the residents and work with them, for them. And it's not my campaign, it's their campaign. Okay, thank you very much, uh, Paul. Uh, last but not least, Joe. Okay, um, and when you're ready, Joe. Lovely. Cheers, Simon. Uh, so, simply, uh, throughout the campaign so far, I've been by far the most visible candidate. Uh, I've been out and about all the time, and I have a proven track record so far of what I say I do. Um, I've arranged litter picks around the area, uh, which Paul has kindly helped me with as well. Uh, I have managed to not just secure funding, which the Lib Dems keep saying, I've actually managed to introduce a traffic calming sign already uh, before I've even been elected. Uh, so if I am elected, then I will definitely get more traffic calming measures in place. Uh, I'm helping businesses along the road uh, and on Tanger Road as well. Uh, I've been out in the community. I'm an active member of the community. Uh, I help at the pantry, as I said as well. Um, and I think the people of Baffins know enough now to know me uh, that they know no matter what happens, I will go into battle for them and I will make sure that no matter what happens, I will always do my very best to get the best for Baffins. Um, so if I'm lucky enough to get your vote on May the 4th, you can guarantee that I will go into battle for you. Okay, thank you, Joe. So thank you to all of our candidates tonight. Um, very far-reaching range of questions, and, and thank you all for taking the time to, to give us the detailed answers that you have and for giving up your evening to be with us on our fourth birthday. Um, so all that remains for us is to wish you all every success in the campaign to come and we will sign out because you've been listening to the Pompey Politics podcast. My cat has been for those watching Enid Blyton and I've been Ian Tiny Morris. And our guests have been Paul Oakley-Cleef for the Portsmouth Independence Party, Mark Farwell for Labour and Joe Standen for the Conservative Party. I've been Simon Sansbury. Uh, please do join us at 6.27. Our next hustings is on the uh, on the 20th of April, uh, which will be the Central South Sea hustings. And then we've got another hustings on the 23rd, uh, which is the East Ian Craneswater hustings. Um, and we've got another one on the 30th, which is Hilsey. Um, but we're currently trying to schedule in a, um, a hustings for Milton. So we've got interested candidates uh, there willing to take part. So if you are a candidate that isn't already signed up to the hustings that we've got left, please do get in touch with us, studio at pppodcast.uk. Um, and uh, we'll be happy to, um, to invite you along. But as we were saying earlier on in the show, don't forget, 23.59 tomorrow evening is the last chance you've got to register to vote in this election. 
5 p.m. on Tuesday the 18th is the last chance that you've got to register for a postal ballot and therefore not need photo ID um, to be able to vote um, in this election. Um, and the 25th of April is your last chance at 5 p.m. to apply for free photo ID to be able to vote um, in person. Uh, but you've been listening to the Pompey Politics podcast. Um, please do like, follow, subscribe um, if you'd like to see more of our content. Um, and thank you very much for joining us, uh, all of these candidates, uh, and for joining us on our fourth birthday. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Pompey Politics Podcast. If you want to make sure you get notifications about upcoming shows and get to know when we're live, we normally broadcast live 6.27pm on a Sunday evening, then follow us on Facebook at Pompey Politics Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at Pompey Politics One. Please, if you'd like to, feel free to leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts and you can even ask Alexa to play the podcast for you. Alexa. Play the latest episode of the Pompey Politics Podcast. Getting Pompey Politics Podcast from Amazon Music. Alexa, the latest episode. Stop. See? It's easy. <laughs>